Sci-Fi with me, your host, Jesse Mercury. I'm here with Douglas Gale. Hi! All right, so last week we talked about The Flash, season one. This right. week we're talking about Arrow, season three, because we're on season, year three of the Arrowverse. I did Did I not, do that right? Yes, that's good. And good. I had always had a hard time describing these, and it wasn't until I saw that one episode watching guide that you sent that broke it down into yeah. year one. I was like, oh, this, I like this. This is, this, this makes it a lot more contained. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Before we talk about that, can we talk about Star Wars for a second? Sure. <laughs> um, okay. New Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Mandalorian, a show with K2SO. And have you heard about all this stuff? No. I see. I, I only vaguely follow Star Wars. I love the movies. Oh, interesting. But I only watch the trailers if it's like I can't avoid it or, you know, someone asks me a question about it. I acti- actively avoid the trailers. So I'm really angry every time I get some sort of a spoiler. There's so many spoilers about episode nine that are right. in the trailer that I don't want to know. Yeah, but they're also, to me, those seem like mild spoilers at best. I guess. But I mean, well, let's talk about it for just a second. Sure. So if you don't want to hear about Star Wars trailer spoilers, get out. Uh, but basically, they're like teasing a dark version of Ray or like a, right. a bad <laughs> dark side Ray. Yeah, that could just um, be like a fantasy in someone's head. It sure. could be whatever. And then Palpatine, I guess, is like straight up in the movie. Oh, interesting. Um, which is exciting. But again, these are things I didn't want to know that the trailer has now right. given us. And I didn't even watch the trailer. Right. It's just like showing up my Google News feed sure. like we were talking about last time. Well, with Picard, when you were like, have you seen the Picard trailer? And I saw the one where it's like, oh, great. He's touching grapes in a field. Whoop-dee-ding-dong. And then you're like, I, no. And I was like, oh, he's no, touching then- grapes in a field. <laughs> <laughs> he has a dog. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, of course they're going to do. Because here's the thing. Uh, now I'm getting into a separate tangent. As we've discussed, as everyone knows, TNG is very episodic. Now the world is serialized. So now they're going to do serialized uh, Picard. Of course, you're going to pick the handful of things from all of that episodic TNG canon that feel like it's part of fleshing out Picard as a person. So yeah. it was. It, you would be remiss if there was no winery in in a new Picard implementation. Yeah, I mean, what I love about it is that he had thought about leaving his life in Starfleet behind right. because of what happened to him with the Borg. And right. where would he go? He'd go to the fucking vineyard, you know? Right. And if his well, he'd go life home, with yeah. Starfleet does end, that's where he would go. He's going to go home. So yeah. for me, it just rang perfectly yeah. true. Right. And so I'm that's why that trailer was like, whatever to me. Okay. You know, yeah. it's like, that's as exciting as knowing, oh, and you know who they're going to get to play Picard? Uh... The guy who plays Patrick, Walter Patrick, on Pat, Pat, Arrow, because Patrick, that Patrick would be Stewart. good casting. That <laughs> <laughs> would be good casting. I always think about that when I watch, when I see Walter, I'm like, he should play Cats in Picard. <laughs> I don't know why. It just, he has like the energy that oh, yeah. I, people would go bananas. I all, all you know, uh, but that's yeah. fine. Patrick Stewart's alive. He can still play Picard as long as he's alive. Yeah, totally. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the, that actor that plays Walter, though, I would love to see him in like a Star Trek. I would love to Mac- see him in Arrow because he never fucking shows up. And that's a good I don't see. And I do know stuff because I've watched up to seven. Yeah. And I it's I guess it, it's a form of a spoiler. I don't even remember if he comes back again or not. No, I don't. Uh, I just don't remember. He was one of my favorite characters. And I think he was in like two episodes, maybe in season yep. three, which is so funny because there's so many people who I'm like, oh, right. Watching them now, I realize like, oh, that person drops off the show so i tell yeah. myself pay attention pay attention to every episode they're in so you remember what their last thing is and i can't yeah. remember what the last thing that with happens with walter uh, i st- even in, i know he was in this season for like a second and i still don't even remember oh he was at like the funeral moira's funeral oh uh, sure um anyway did, okay did, before didn't, we get into didn't oliver go to see him to get money did he go to get a yeah, loan like because he works at the starling national bank or something yeah 
before we get to that, I really want to ask you about the new oh, um, right. Disney I, Plus Star Wars shows. They announced Star a whole Wars bunch of Star shit. Trek and then back and to this Arrow. This is all really exciting. So we already knew about the Mandalorian, which is. Have you heard of this though? This is going to be a TV show on, yeah, Disney, on Plus Disney Plus about uh, Boba Fett's. Yeah, it look it's <laughs> it's not supposed to be actually Boba Fett, but I have this sneaking suspicion that it is just Boba Fett. Like it's a guy wearing Mandalorian armor who right. we're told is called the Mandalorian, but it's not Boba Fett. Right, 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 right. But like, what if it is? Like, what if Boba Fett I, found his way out of the Sarlacc pit? Nah, I the, think. It, I mean, the casting tracks. I I think that it could be actually Boba Fett. I think it might not be. But why? Wait, what do you mean the casting tracks? The guy playing playing him is the uh, Pedro Pascal, who from the movies. No, uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be the Mandalorian in the TV show. Right. He was the Viper on Game of Thrones. I love this oh. casting. But if you think about the fact that he's a clone of... Django. Of Django, I feel like they look similar enough. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Similar enough that they could be trying to pull one over on us. You right. know what I mean? Well, see, is... Also, Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. so hot. So excited. <laughs> nice. Yeah, is, sexy man. He's the one that gets his eye squished by the giant. Well, now you got to put that image in my mind. <laughs> Is that spoiler alert? Is that? I mean, <laughs> fuck that show. <laughs> I love Game of Thrones. I I really like Game of Thrones, but fuck that show. Hey, our man Bashir, he's in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, okay, so so that show, The Mandalorian, is set after Return of the Jedi. So in what we have been told about Mandalorian, the show, we know the main guy is a Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, uh, or at least someone wearing Mandalorian armor. So have they said anything about? anything i am not an authority on what they've said because i'm actually actively trying to avoid it oh gotcha gotcha but i've read a little bit which is that he is a bounty hunter he's not boba fett he's not boba fett but is he a clone of Django? uh we don't know anything okay so i don't think it could just be like he could be Django fett globa fett (laughs) Django bango bongo bongo fett bongo fett so these uh, are my brothers bango and bongo (laughs) so Django clones himself Django's a bounty hunter assassin he yeah. makes a bunch of clones of himself that he has for his army and then right so all of the the clone troopers right. are Django Fett clones of Django Fett right. but he had one unaltered clone that, that will grow at a regular rate that he kept as Boba his child okay. who is Boba Fett right so now Django wore Mandalorian armor yeah and that's because he was Mandalorian I have no idea why he wore Mandalorian or armor. Mandalorian is either the a planet or were, a city here's what I remember from the or a club from the expanded universe novels that I read as a kid is that the Mandalorians were like an ancient warrior race that are basically extinct and by wearing this armor boba fett was trying to strike fear into the hearts of his enemies but all of that i think has been thrown out and they do go to mandalore in the clone wars and i don't remember what happened okay so it is a planet too all right it's getting complicated i don't remember but it could be like the these uh (laughs) the space fantasy version of samurai armor where it's just yes. like, this is an armor that was It's worn. a Warframe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very specific Warframe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I would guess that this show then is just about some asshole who wears this same armor that you could probably buy at the yeah. well, armor it's, store. It's a show about a bounty hunter post-Return of the Jedi. That's really all we know. Gotcha. But it looks really cool. Also, Carl, Carl Weathers is in it. If it's, oh, I love mm. some Carl Weathers. He's great. Going to get a stool. He, <laughs> he's so good in Colony. Did you watch Colony? Good Lord. I, I finished Colony because I didn't realize. Oh, I'm not done with it. Don't, <gasps> oh, don't let me know. I, okay. I actually was I was pirating season two and it got so cumbersome that I decided to wait. Oh, yeah. And I just haven't gone back to watch it yet. But season one of Colony I thought was like exceptional. It's great. It's 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 the government is evil resistance porn. 
<laughs> right. With aliens. Yeah. Season two was really dragging for me and especially having to pirate it and wait. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, I think I'll get through this, but I want to binge it. I like season two. I know some people don't like it. Obviously not a, a, enough people liked it so that it got canceled by USA. After season two? Uh, no, they do a season three. Okay, good. But season three people some people really hate season three okay oh, because season three it turns into wait wait i don't want to know i don't want to know oh okay i don't want to know i oh. i'll have to watch it and we'll we'll, we'll circle have back. to talk about this in yeah. the future um so they've also announced two other shows at uh d23 right um star wars related shows yes and then a, a ton of, of marvel shows I, Loki, we don't have time yeah hawkeye <laughs> uh we just don't have time so <laughs> they announced a show with cassian andor and k2so with the original actors coming Who's back, Andor? Uh, from Rogue One, he was the rebel dude in Rogue One. What's um, Diego Luna plays him? Oh, okay. And then Cassian, yeah. uh, Cassian's droid was K two S O, played by gotcha. the great what's his name, uh, Alan Tudyk. Okay, okay, okay. I love so Alan Tudyk. this is pre Rogue One, pre Rogue One prequel spoiler, spoiler TV alert, show. He dies. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> one. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone dies. Uh, so they're basically doing a prequel show with him in the rebel Alliance fighting, right. fighting this good fight. Those are always interesting because obviously Disney's not going to kill off their main character in any show that they're doing, but this is like very explicitly like, already dead. He gets out of this stuff and he right. goes on to have another adventure that kills. That's him. That's what's so. so interesting about the clone wars TV show is that it's a finite amount of time between episodes two and three, right? Where this show is set. It's so it can only go on for up. so long. Right. Yeah. But this is really interesting. I mean, we don't know. I mean, it might be like one season long, mm-hmm. who knows, but I'm stoked about that because, right. but those are, First of all, prequel to a prequel. Can we just say that? Yes. (laughs) Um, That's going to be interesting. But I just also really loved those characters and I'm stoked for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then the other big announcement was that they're making at least one season or a limited series of an Obi-Wan Kenobi show starring Ewan McGregor. Oh, that'd be great. That's amazing. I mean, that's one of the things that I have felt for years would be like one of the biggest missed opportunities of all time to right. not bring him back in some capacity right. for more Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, the world has changed to the point where now you can do these kind of basically niche. Not, I don't want to call it Star Wars niche because it does not apply, but that, that it has a built-in distribution channel that has enough reach to make it financially viable. You yeah. know, I'm um, stoked about Disney Plus. I mean, I, they're making so many shows that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's doing this model. This is I know it's it's, it's a, the great uh, sentiment I saw recently, uh, where someone is like, you know, um, he, I want a Hulu, Netflix, you know, HBO, CBS this and that. All Access. There's so many of these. Somebody eventually is just going to bundle them all together and let you pay. And it's a just flat, called and TV. It's, and they're like, and now we're back at cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard for me to complain because I, I have Star Trek back, new Star Trek. Yeah, see, and that's from, like my biggest thing that I've always wanted besides maybe some Star Wars TV shows, which I've always really wanted. And now we're getting all of it. The main but, thing is that they've disconnected it from uh, time and place where now, uh, especially if you don't mind waiting or if you don't mind paying a premium for a serv- for, for a service like Amazon, Hulu, Disney plus, you can get these things and watch them at your leisure. Yeah. You know, like if this was, you know, watching them on TV, we could never talk about them in the same way. Cause we would have a hard time, being on time to watch the shows yeah yeah i remember i remember living in san diego and like getting off of school when i was in college going to the beach to surf in the evening and then <laughs> having a stopwatch on to make sure that i got <laughs> home in time for star trek enterprise yeah. that was that was the life right 
okay, here's my here's my hot take question for you. Oh, right. I keep interrupting you. Is this too much Star Wars? Is there such a thing as too much Star Wars? It just depends on, you know, how much of it is good or bad. Like, it, are we at too much Arrowverse? Because we're at a lot of yeah. Arrowverse stuff. I, I can't judge that because I'm so far behind. Right, right. So far, I'm still on board with each new thing that they've introduced and redeeming stuff like Constantine, like making his character, I think a fun, interesting character yeah, who fits in very neatly and nicely in this universe. We'll um, see. We'll see. And then, <laughs> and now with uh Batwoman, you know, oh, that's yeah. another pumped about that. Yeah. So that's, that's what, that's another part that tipped the scales for me to start watching this is that Batwoman is a character that I've been reading recently. Right. Well, I've been reading the, the latest run of detective comics that I think is ended now. Um, had this long arc where Batman put a team together, where Batman Woman was like his co-lead on this right, team. Right. I really dug her character, so I then tried to find some of her books, but unfortunately, like they're only on the app, and I can't get them from the library. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I, we've talked about this before, but I do not like reading comic books on the app. Yes. I really like having it in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like turning a page and having a full page spread is a powerful moment in a yeah, comic book. Me and, too. I mean, uh, I try. Apart from stuff that's impossible to get, I will always. Tr- go get graphic novels. Yeah. I, even if I can't get to the library, I'll buy a graphic novel off of Amazon used and then list it on Amazon used. Oh, smart. And get most of the money back. That's you a know? great idea. Unless it's something really old, you know, then you have to kind of sit on it for a while. But yeah. eventually there'll be some other idiot like me who doesn't want to wait to get it at the library. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to, I really want to get your thoughts on whether or not there's, too much Star, too much Star Wars. Wars. Like, is that possible? Uh, I mean, in theory, it would be possible because there'd be so much that, like, you could literally not watch all of it, you know? But yeah. Well, like, what makes there too much of something? I, my argument would be that... It kills you? My argument would be that there's too much of something when you stop caring about all of it. Right. So like, I don't stop caring about it unless I hear that it's bad. Yeah. You know, there's like a ton of comic books and some people do keep up on all of it. I don't because I feel like a lot of it is not really yeah. in my level of interest these days. Yeah. My experience with like DC comics and with some Star Wars comics is that they're not all worth reading and right. it makes it hard to want to invest your time because yeah. I'm a completionist. And if I read it, I want to read all of it. Yeah. And But like, where's the line? Like, I can read all of like... Batman and and Justice League and maybe right. not read you know the Justice League of America right uh, <laughs> definitely read Justice League International though that's like an old one or oh the I old, haven't read that the what's his name Giffen Griffin there's a good early run of Justice League International that's that's like a comedy yeah uh, which is great yeah so I for could, me so Star Wars I'm already not watching Star Wars content like I've never right. watched. I've, Rebels. It's Rogue easier one. to say like I've only Rogue watched one. the movies. Rebels. Yeah, I've only okay. watched the there movies, uh, and then the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I haven't watched whatever. Yeah, and I don't care. Like I know people have said, well, this one's good, this one's bad, but who cares? Like I'm not keeping up on it at that level. Yeah. So in a way, you could say there's already too much Star Wars for my interest, but I, that's fine because there's plenty of audience for it and yeah. i'll if there's ewan mcgregor obi-wan kenobi i'll watch it mandalorian maybe i'll wait to hear if it's good or not i don't care if there's zero tie-in to the existing franchise apart from it being uh, mandalorian armor you know yeah. i don't need that kind of uh, uh connection i just need someone to say like yeah it's worth a watch it's a fun show yeah, for me, I think about Star Trek and the fact that for me, there can never be enough Star Trek where right. I always want there to be current Star Trek yeah. because Star Trek examines current society. So right. as our society grows and changes, we need Star Trek to help us 
untangle that web and figure yes. out where we're going and where we've been. And for me, like that's a vital part of my life and always has been. Right. Star Wars doesn't serve that purpose in my life. Right. Star Wars is it's like fun. It's this, adventure. Star Wars is like this spiritual journey. Sure. And it's only the original trilogy really that gives me that spiritual oh, journey. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, Whereas that. like the prequels doesn't do that. Right. And I actually really like the new movies. But I like them in a different way, where and I'm really excited for them. You know, I'm right. so stoked to see Episode Nine. Yeah, me too. But the fandom has turned like brutally toxic. Yeah, and but it, mm. it's like this. It's made me want to back away from the fandom a little bit. Well, you should back away from all fandoms a little bit because I yeah. think that all fandoms have a level of toxicity in them, including Star Trek. You know, if you sure. if you look for online Star Trek fans, there's a, a huge swath of assholes, but there's so many more Star Wars fans. So that toxic toxicity can really build up to a visible yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that Star Wars actors are being harassed the way that Star I don't think Star Trek actors are being harassed the way Star Wars actors there are, are. They are, but there's but not, not... Not like to that degree because it's and a volume. scale. Right. If Star, Maybe it's a volume idea. Maybe, yeah. Star Wars has so many more, so many more fans than Star yeah. Trek. It's such, you know, it's, it's, it's a behemoth of a property in yeah. a way that Star Trek is not. And it's so interesting because it's been so varied with its success and with its, like, quality. Sure. In a way that Star Trek... Sort of is, but not to this degree. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I was just having a long discussion with a friend about Solo and, and her issues with Solo, and I couldn't argue any of her issues, and it made me actually like the movie less. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll just have to have her on the show to talk about yeah. it at some point. And, but anyway, um, I, I feel like with the new Star Wars movies, like, the company hasn't really found its direction yet. Right. It's been a little back and forth. Sure. CBS and also, like, All Access keep, arguably is going through the same thing They with keep Star like Trek. announcing sh- movies and then canceling them yeah. and then announcing another movie and then canceling that and then these TV shows come This is come why you don't let nowhere. people know that you're pregnant until you uh, <laughs> reasonably pass the hump of whether it's gonna... It's just, it's been interesting to watch. Like, I, it's interesting to see that they're kind of getting out of the movie business and into the TV business. Well, There's no movies announced now after mm, episode nine. They're, they're in the content creation business. Yeah. And movies are just one channel of that and i personally generally They're enjoy keep tv making movies. more than movies There's like the, tv you get the long form storytelling yes. where you get to really examine character and that's generally what i prefer uh yeah but marvel has shown that you can do uh, uh, uh interconnected yeah. you know longer form stuff to yeah. a degree in, yeah. a, in a cinematic sure universe. absolutely and but, i mean star wars the first trilogy did that also just eh, on a yeah. small scale yeah it is a basic story i yeah. mean it's it's the classic it's the it's hero the story. story right yeah. it's the story i guess that's the thing is like they told the story right. so for me no other star wars has ever achieved the potential of the original star wars right and as much as i want more star wars it doesn't feel like something that needs to be made again because right. it's been made perfectly already or as close to perfect as i think it's ever going to get uh, or hey it's a real good version of it yeah whereas star trek continually makes things that are as good, if not better than what's come before. Yeah. Cause they're not trying to do, uh, the, the, the hero's journey, you know, right. they're doing, they're doing an examination of humanity. Right. And that is a continuing project. Right. So in that way, will like, will we hit a point with star Wars where the audience just turns away from it and says, we've had enough. No. I mean, as long as they make stuff that's still appealing to enough of that massive audience, they'll keep making it, you yeah. know? Um, did the, did the, uh, the dragon boys that are the game of Thrones, uh, guys it sounds like they're out. Is there uh, out? Benioff so that- and Weiss were announced as making a trilogy. It right. sounds like that's off the table, ah, Okay, but we're not actually totally sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's been officially announced or not. And then it seems like Ryan Johnson's trilogy might be going away also because oh, like the fandom just really hates him. 
And this pisses me off. You right. Know? Well, so that's that's Disney's fault for making these choices. This is the good example of this is when they took the one guy off of Guardians of the Galaxy three, right? Because of the James backlash. Gunn. Yeah. yeah. And then, but there was enough people to do the positive support that he came back in. You know. Yeah. But to me, it's reacting to the fans at all. I I get uncomfortable with the idea of fandom making these choices or the companies allowing fandom to make these choices. Like I like cowardly listening to fandom is important. Right. But I think that if you have a statement that you want to make, making that statement is more important than, than how the audience is going to receive. Star Wars should realize that they have so much capital, uh, goodwill of the fans that they, I think it's cowardly to not throw the dice with Ryan Johnson and say, Hey, Go ahead, let's do a trilogy and see what it does, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm conflicted on that. It won't be worse than the prequels. <laughs> I'm conflicted on that because his version of Star Wars didn't necessarily land with the population in The Last Jedi. And right. I, I'm a fan of The Last Jedi, right. but I do think that it has some weird storytelling flaws in it. Flaw, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. storytelling moments in it that just don't quite land for me personally, sure. even though I really like the movie. Right. Um, and then I also feel like I'm sick of only you know white men making star wars movies let's oh, get sure. someone else in there yeah and it for, it really frustrates me that all the creators they kept announcing like benioff and weiss and ryan johnson getting these new trilogies yes. are you know more of the same creators right. and right. even jj abrams who i think did an amazing job with force awakens was brought back for uh rise of skywalker and we'll see how that goes in in another right. couple of months right. like we're like two or three months away from the release of that at this point but they're all white guys Mm -hmm. so i'd love to see a person of color or a woman or both make star wars yeah but star wars needs to do more with their content they're very oddly conservative in their choices they don't seem to be making rogue one solo they're all directed by white men and they're not making they're not making ryan johnson is the first person to i think make bold choices yeah with star wars and then if they take his trilogy away from him it's like well then what's the point yeah you know yes that it so it does feel weird to me that they take the trilogy away because of fan reaction because i mean that movie made so much money see i don't know if it's fan re- i mean i'd have to i, I don't want to maybe it's fan reaction maybe it's just disney makes cowardly dumb decisions yeah, you I mean, know. it seems like removing Ron Howard or removing, uh, replacing the directors of Solo with Ron Howard seems like in some ways like a cowardly decision. Yeah. Uh, because Ron Howard is this safe bet. But then when you right. watch Into the Spider Verse that those guys yeah. um, directed, it's awesome. They, right. They should have let so them good. do what they were going to do. Disney doesn't trust. But and I mean, Solo's not a great movie. Disney as it is stands, such a you know? sanded off edges. You know, it's like they, they so, they're so image conscious because they're disney they're the family friendly yeah brand you know everything they do i think has that like ugh. that's why rogue one is such a a, a strange anomaly <laughs> i think and it's all it's great and it's yeah, almost it. weird that disney was fine with it that's one of my favorites i mean definitely my favorite of the newer star wars movies. yeah it's my second favorite what's your favorite is the last jedi yeah that's why we got to do siphon trial mm-hmm. for last jedi we're trying to get that at, at some point that will happen yes um but yeah, I'm stoked about the Kenobi show. I, I'm someone who's on the fence about whether or not there's too much Star Wars. Right. Because I I don't want to get to the point where they're making Star Wars for money. And I feel like we might <laughs> already be there. Well, you know? of course. We're always well, They're at that always point. making it for money. But you know what I mean. Like, Star Trek has 
a reason to exist. Like they have stories that need to be told. And I feel like Star Wars started that way. And then the prequel trilogy did not need to be told. So, I mean, gotcha. the second the second time that we went to the well for Star Wars, right? it, it wasn't like a story that needed to be told. Right. So, Rogue- this is, yeah, I look at it more boiled down to like, ah, the prequels weren't that great. That's the problem with them. Like, uh, it's uh, yeah. no sense of like, oh, it has to exist or it needs to be told. It's like, no, but I would, I would pay money to see a story in the Star Wars universe, you know? Yeah. And I just, I want Star Wars to be good for the world. I want it to like... Right. We're very different in these things. Yeah. I mean, well, for me, because like the Force is so aligned with my own like right. spirituality in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where the Force feels real to me in a way that... Um, goes beyond the films yes but not with midi chlorians right <laughs> um, and i just like if i always think of like star trek as my scientific brain and star wars is my spiritual brain okay okay uh, as, as a fan and i as someone who's been in love with those two things for a really right. long time they're both my entertainment brain <laughs> yeah so like, i if we're looking at getting more star wars and it doesn't have that element of of like mysticism in it right which you know, it doesn't necessarily need to have, right. but I think that that's what makes Star Wars great. I think that's what made Rogue One great, is that yes. like there were no Jedi in Rogue One, but there was someone who was one with the Force. Someone who's Force-sensitive, and, and someone... Yeah. And then also showing the Force as religion, which it yeah. absolutely... Would they, be. They, yeah. and they address it by saying, like, you're creaky old religion yeah and it's but it's not truly explored of like oh no people that worship these beings that have fantastical powers you know yeah. that's the tv show i want to see is those two characters what were their names i um, don't remember donnie yen played him right stick monk and yes. and um, big gun guy big gun guy yeah yeah who i really really want to be in a relationship together. I want them to like go home and cuddle. That's what I want so bad. Forrest Whitaker? No, uh, he was in that movie, but he was someone else. Okay. Uh, Baze Malbus is the guy with the big gun. Oh, okay. And Chirrut Imwe. Oh my God, I did it. Wow, damn. Yeah, Baze Malbus and Chirrut Imwe. I don't know. Well, that's the prequel that I want. When you said big gun guy, I pictured uh, Forrest Whitaker. You were pictured, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen Rogue Good guy Darth Vader, basically. Twice, three times, and details go out of my head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I have much more of a casual relationship with Star Wars. Interesting. I, I have a weird relationship with it because it was like my life for a short while sure. in my youth. And then the prequels came out and really I went through like a crisis of faith. Uh, I, I was just bummed out because I yeah. waited, waited in line, you know, to get tickets and was, you know, went to Cinerama, got to I saw the, like on the opening oh, wow. night for the thing. And then. And then I was just like increasingly more incredulous, like, oh, God, is Star Wars as bad? Like, I knew I felt that Return of the Jedi was like, eh, eh <laughs> and I was young, you know, but I was yeah. still like, eh, this is getting a little hokey. Uh, and then just just increasingly more to the point where then I was among the people in the audience la- openly laughing <laughs> at the new uh, Star Wars, you yeah. know, at the and, prequels. Yeah, the prequels, yeah. Which is no longer the new Star Wars. We're living in that world now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, so much speculation right now going around about Rise of Skywalker, and I'm trying so hard to stay away from it because I want to have the opportunity to be surprised and delighted by Star Wars in the way that the trailers kind of take away from you if you watch them all. Yeah, it's easy for me. I stay away from that stuff because I'd rather talk about it once it's done with people that have seen it. Absolutely, yeah. Speculation is fine to a degree, but it's also like, eh... 
Yeah. But also, what if it doesn't happen and your theory is wrong? So Right. Yeah, I guess I just want Star Wars to, while it exists and while they're making new Star Wars, I want it to remain relevant in a way beyond making Disney money, you know? Yeah. And that's you and I like, are different. I want it to be profitable enough that they keep making good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I so I, that's true of me also. Like, I just want them to make good stuff. But yeah. like, my definition of good stuff is my definition, and maybe right. it's not theirs. And right. who knows what they're gonna make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just I I do love that universe, and I love seeing stuff in that universe. But it is it is weird that the prequels look so different from the original trilogy. Eh. And now the new stuff looks more like the original trilogy. Yes, it shows that they could have adopted a visual style for the prequels uh, that they didn't. They just went right. with its own style. That said, the the prequels would work better for me. I had always thought if they had done the like thousand years in the past, right? Making which they, it, which there are rumors that they are going to do. Of course, because they've done that the old Republic right. stuff. The I old mean, Republic. There's yeah. all that stuff that's out there. They've they've got a bunch of shit they can mine from, pick and choose. I think that was the rumor about the Benioff and Weiss show was that it was an old Republic. Yeah, or, I mean, or, it makes sense. Trilogy. They'll do it eventually, Republic. even if it's not those two guys. Someone yeah. will do. I mean, Disney, I assume, isn't going to go out of business soon. Right. They'll eventually do Old Republic stuff. They'll eventually do stuff further into the future. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that they're going to... They're going to keep cranking up Star Wars stuff for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so curious to see how it's going to go. I mean, I I am someone who does firmly believe that sometimes less is more. Like, Back to the Future is a great example where they should have only made two. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I love that there's a trilogy, but even though I don't like the third movie, I do feel like that's enough Back to the Future. It is enough, yeah. They really shouldn't... continue that story i would be totally down for a reboot of that yeah it's like in in like 20 or 30 years or something yeah or like a new like marty mcfly's kids or something i yeah. don't know like the next generation of back to the future i'd be down for that but yeah but it doesn't feel like a story that needs to be continued to me it felt like a complete thought and sure. i felt the same about the original star wars trilogy like this is a complete thought right and i wanted more star wars more than anything but i also kind of was glad that they weren't making more right and then when they started making more i was like well this is bad and i don't like this and yeah. then it comes back around to new star wars that i do like right. in this current generation but i like it in ways that is inconsistent and like and like the fandom really troubles me in a way that I that doesn't that is hard to explain, but no, I like mean, weighs on me in a weird way. Yeah, as I, someone who is like an active member of fandom, I make eh, a podcast about science fiction. To me, it mean whenever people complain about fandom, I substitute humanity. Like, yeah. isn't humanity awful? Yeah, there's a bunch of like shitty people in it, and that's like that's human nature, and I don't like it, but I don't blame. Uh, the the existence of humans, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I just I want to be. An I don't optimist, think there's anything you know? special about fandom, but I think a lot of people come to it with like, oh, but it's this thing that I love. So why isn't everyone that I that loves it also cool? It's like, yeah, because the world's full of assholes, you know. Yeah, I'm totally one of those people. Even when I started this podcast, I used to talk about how like people who like Star Trek are probably probably have the best interest of humanity in mind. And I've come to learn over the years that that's totally not true. Totally not true. Yeah. And that's frustrating to learn. And I know that because I like to think that I'm a good person, but I don't like any of these things because I think they're putting out good messages in the world or that they're positive for humanity. I just like them because they're fun. So any of the, and I happen to agree with a lot of the politics, you know, I don't think that it's common to run across some sort of like, pro-fascism science fiction that is massively popular, you know, the bulk of pop culture is progressive and positive messages that is enjoyed by a huge swath of the population that is 
anti-progressive, you know? Yeah. That's just, so to me, it's not surprising that fandom reflects that, you know? Yeah. And for me, I mean, I've, I'm a broken record on this, but the things that I love the most are the ones that put out positive messages that I think can actually shape the way that our culture evolves and changes in yeah. a positive direction. Well, those are the things that mean the most to me. And that's why Star Trek yeah. is so precious. To me, the argument is that it is shaping that culture, except that we have a poison political system yeah. that exploits the fact that a minority opinion, which is to hold everything back and, you know, live a Christian biblical world, that that through the corruption of the game, they're allowed to hold on power and minority rule over a larger populace that is, Maybe not specifically, you know, um, uh, gay communist luxury, gay gay luxury space, fully automated gay luxury space, <laughs> communi- space communism. They're not fully on board with that, but they are definitely okay with the middle of the road. Like, hey, let's just all be chill to each other. You know, that that is m- the majority of the opinion as shaped by our and reflected by our pop culture. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that assessment, but I do hope that things are changing. And I, I want there to be you know, uh, what's the word? (sighs) Come on, brain, you can do it. I can't do it. I want, I want the sci-fi that's coming out and the things that I love that I engage in, uh, pop culture wise to be trying to shape narrative. Oh, transformative, transformative. Yeah. Well, that's not the word I was thinking, but that's a good word. And I think that Marvel's really trying to do that um, for better or for worse. And I think star Wars, star Trek is always trying to do that. And star Wars, I can't tell. Like Star Tra- Star Wars, it feels like they're doing some casting to try to yes. be more diverse in the new versions, but but at the same time, it, they're not telling the stories from any other culture's perspective. They're only telling stories from like the rich white perspective because right. that's who's make like behind the scenes of these movies for the most part. Right. Um. So, like, even though they have the like you know characters who are people of color in the new trilogy, the story isn't changed because of that the story isn't enriched because of that in a certain way well what it is is it's representation this is what we were sort of addressing with flash where they do have diversity in the casting that they specifically said hey we don't need to have this character be a white character iris west we're gonna cast a black woman to play her and uh but they, but, but you were saying in the last, it, last week not, they don't acknowledge black culture at right, all. It's not right. That's not part of the right. show at all, which is right. very much in the way the Star Wars, because Star Wars culture, all of it is just made up and they right. very rarely do anything as far as like, oh, but these people don't like each other because of the, that's a very Star Trek thing. Like, well, you know, because you're half white, half black on this side of the face. Right. This, we don't like you. You live in the Southern part of the galaxy. You guys are assholes. Right. Um, so Flash is like that, where it's it, it's representation, but not exploration of that. And Star Wars is the same thing. Star Wars has diversity representation, but there's no exploration of exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. But you yeah. said you were okay with that with Flash, but you're not okay with it with Star Wars. Well, maybe I'm not okay with it with Flash. Okay. I, I think <laughs> what, I was, what I was saying I was okay with in the Flash is the idea that we're not necessarily talking about racism. Right. Because we're like, they're kind of ignoring that racism exists on the Yeah, there's, there's stories but they're choosing not like to tell. It's like they're presenting a version of the world in which racism isn't an issue. Right, which is and positive. It's it, the, there is like a, there is like a, po- a wish fulfillment. Positive in representation that. where exactly. you don't have your minority, non straight white male characters uh, all being villains. You yeah. know, that's bad representation. Right. Right. And all the others are the bad guys. Right. 
but when you look at Star Wars, it's like the the characters who are driving the story for the most part are all still white, even though there is diversity casting. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously, but it, it makes the it new feel- trilogy is the is the first sort of big push against that. Like now, it's two main characters: a black man and a white woman. You know, right? But Finn doesn't drive the story. Like Finn is just kind of there, and that's right. a huge complaint of mine in both of the new it is two, a valid complaint. two new movies. You know, is that yeah. like they don't explore Finn's character at all. Like he was a right. stormtrooper his whole life, and then he like right. turns on his friends and joins the Rebel Alliance, and never looks back, and yeah. they never address that. It's a good that. step, but it's not a full step. You know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I I always bring this up. Also, I'm I'm just a broken record, but Black Panther was a full step. Like this that's is a full step, right? Like Black. Let's let let's let. Uh, black creators make a story about black culture. Absolutely. And it is enriching. Like right. that, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's the type of diversity that we need. And it looks like they're going to do that with Shang-Chi, which they announced recently. Right. Um, but everything that's coming out with Star Wars, like there's nothing coming out that looks like it's going to do that. Right. So like that's something that I feel like Star Wars needs to, yeah. to do. And Star Trek, Star Trek is, is interesting because their society is, is like, idealized to the point where there is a new culture that is none of our culture. You right. know what I mean? Like they talk differently, they act differently, they walk differently. So it's not really, it doesn't feel like our culture. It well, feels like a future. The way it's version. usually been expressed is this is our ideal version, a utopian version of humanity of yeah. human. And they give short shrift to anything but basically Western culture. It's, it's Starfleet and yeah. the United Earth, which is true. like, which is, I mean, it's not great, but I would say that if it ever came about based on current trends, it's going to wind up being a dominant Western culture, you know? Yeah, uh, so like at some it's, point, it's America not, took over the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and then America takes over the world, and then Europe takes over America's takeover of the world. You know, like other powers filter uh-huh. into this and that's American why, that's arrogance. Why French people have English accents. Yes, in the future. <laughs> so yeah, but so that Star Trek is presenting this version of an, a Western utopia. And then it goes out and explores other places that are fucked up to represent our current social situation. Right. It totally. doesn't, it doesn't, there are times when Star Trek examines its own utopia, you know, uh, but some people hate that. Like the whole section 31 thing is an exploration of the concept of utopia yeah. that has divided uh, some people in fandom where they're like, no, the whole idea of Star Trek is that it is a utopia. So putting in an evil chunk of it ruins the thing and i'm of the point of like who cares they're exploring the concept of utopia you know and what it might need to get there yeah i'm i'm interested i i never loved section 31 but i don't react like with revulsion against it i think it's an interesting concept that i liked how they examined deep space nine and we'll get there with doug space nine where we get to like (laughs) really dive into that yeah but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's in such an interesting time to be a fan. Like all these announcements, I I meet them with like so much excitement and then also so much trepidation. Right. And I'm just trying to unpack my own feelings about it, I guess. Is this is this going to be a bonus episode about Star Wars? I mean, we've talked for 40 fucking minutes about Star Wars. Right. We could <laughs> We could make this a, a third episode today, but I don't know. I feel like Okay, let's do this. I feel like let's we should do just, this. No, I got a plan. Okay. This episode is about another life. And then we'll race through 20 minutes of another life with having prepped up a bunch of sci-fi. Wow. That is so much to process. <laughs> is I mean, that not possible? We have talked long enough 
before talking about Arrow to make this an entirely separate episode, like as it is. Because it's just about all we've talked about is Star Trek and Star Wars. I think it's been a really fascinating discussion. That would be a great podcast. Should this, we <laughs> should we should we stop here and then make Arrow Year Three next week's podcast? What's, what's, or should we just keep going into Arrow right now? What I've realized that I've done now is I have created an episode of Metamercury. <laughs> <laughs> where that's normally your gig but yes we are now talking about the podcast yeah doug and i talk a lot about <laughs> my content creation off air and he he's like you got to start a podcast called meta mercury where you <laughs> like talk about your process of how you decide what you're doing which is now happening so yeah i would say are you still into talking about star trek star wars did you get it all out of your system i feel like i'm good okay i want to talk about some arrow all right so i also really want to talk about another life but like we Okay. We are looking at like how much can we do in a day? Let's let's wrap up this episode of Space Fantasy. Yes. And then um start an episode of Arrow. Okay, let's okay. fucking do it. And you're just the only guest I have anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's not true, but it's just uh this I I've actually been trying to schedule other people and I because I've been it's sick, yeah. it's hard to yeah. like Doug is really flexible. Yeah, my job so, is more flexible than most. Yeah, so we like sometimes we'll talk for like 5 days in a row before we actually sit down and do something. <laughs> Um, and on top of that, I, what I know about podcasting to be very true is that most people who say, yes, I'll be there, never show up or like, or when you say, how about this date and time, they never reply. So I I have a lot of like open messages out there with people that I'm trying to get on the show that are not here yet. I'm going to help you record a jingle intro into this segment. Do it. Scheduling. Well done. That's All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 the bumper into uh, Meta Mercury. Yes. Tonight's okay. episode. Scheduling. Well, if you were here for the arrow, we're going to push that till next week's episode. Sorry. I hope that's not frustrating. Do but we record, talked for so long. Do you want to record a different introduction? Do or I, would that require editing on your part? Um, I mean, we'd have to change the episode from the week before also, because we oh, said yeah. next week we're going to talk about arrow. That's true. Um. I'll just put it in the description that the arrow is next week. <laughs> so let's do it. All right. Take thank out. you guys so much for listening. This was a surprise to everyone involved. Bonus episode. Doug and myself and you didn't know this was going to be about this until it happened. So we are legally obligated to do a show that more people consider science fiction because Jesse refuses to change the name of the show from sci-fi with Jesse Mercury. So this is fulfilling our legal <laughs> contract so, I, with the so Sci-Fi funny. Federation of America. Yeah. I hope you assholes are happy. We talked about Star Wars. We talked about Star Trek. I mean, the reason we talked about that is because I'm obsessed with both and can't stop talking about it. <laughs> That's true. But I have actually been thinking about changing the name of the podcast, which I told you before, but right? not to, but not to something not sci-fi related. Right. But anyway. I was only hinting at it in a jokey way. I know. <laughs> But but you're I let the cat out of the bag. It's fine. Um, anyway, let's end this episode. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, where we'll talk about the Arrow season three. <laughs> Stay nerdy. Stay out spacey. There. Sci-fi with Jesse Mercury is listener funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com/slash Jesse Mercury Sci-Fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com. 